1: The Testimony, The Testimony with Paula Brian, yeah, yeah. the diva for Christ, yeah, oh, why don't you, why don't you tune in every Tuesday at 9 Eastern Standard Time. You are listening to The Testimony with host Paula Brian. A diva for Christ. And in case you don't know what that stands for, it's the divinely inspired vessel appointed and anointed for a time such as this. Hey, every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, you don't want to miss on Speaker
2: Yes, God bless you. God bless you, all the listeners out there. This is Paula Brion, the diva for Christ. And you know, every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we bring you the best in industry, entertainment, be it uh, acting, singing, dancing. We bring it all to you. And tonight, of course, will be no different. You know, before we do anything, we go to the throne and we will not do it any different on today. Father God, I just thank you just for another moment of just being able to open my eyes and see this Tuesday and know that I am going to be doing what you would have me to do for your people on today lord i just thank you just for being a way maker when there seems to be no way every time there's a new pandemic or something else coming up, lord you just you just make things possible the impossible possible and i tell you i just love you i love you and i thank you for using me and finding it not robbery to do that every time i open this platform of the testimony lord i Thank you just for using me, and I am so blessed to be that willing vessel just to do a work for you, for your kingdom, God, all for you, Lord. We ask all this. and so much more. In the precious name above all names, Jesus Christ, your son. Amen, amen, amen. Woo! You know, ah, we do our thing on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and today will be no different. Oh, we are going to really bless you listeners. Just sit back in for this amazing interview with our inspirational man, a motivator, one that is a founder, and he is the president and CEO of Dino Co. Entertainment, man specializing in booking and management, expert A&R, and, and, and sports agent, just so much more. Listeners, you, you just, you, you have to get ready for this interview with my brother, Dino Piero. He is going to be with us. and Just just sit back and enjoy this ride. Love him. He's a wonderful man, and he is going to tell you all about him and how he got started in this wonderful mix of all these different things. What an entrepreneur. Is he on the line? (laughs)
1: Good evening. Good evening. How are you?
2: hi how are you dino oh just a blessing for you to be on this platform on today the listeners are truly going to be blessed uh, i just thank you thank you for taking your time and and just to just spend it with us on today uh i just want to start out the gate just by saying one thing who is dino Pereira? who are you well how did it start for you how did it begin my brother
3: Well, thank you very much for having me. Um, I really appreciate the uh, opportunity. Um, I am a kid from Brooklyn, born and bred in Brooklyn. And, you know, the music business is, uh, I guess you could say the music business has always been in my blood because I've always been around music. Um, You know, I had a cousin that was a singer and he had a record out on Roulette Records back in the day. And my mother was always playing all kinds of music. So I got exposed to a little bit of everything, be it R&B, be it blues, be it gospel, whatever. And it was just always around me and I just kind of took to it. And then I had another cousin of mine who had bought some turntables and some equipment and started doing parties back in the day. And, you know, Ooh. I was very young at the time and then, you know, I used to always ask my mother, could I go to the parties and could I go, could I go? And she was like, no, nah, you're too young, you're too young. And just so happens that my cousin started doing some, you know, parties that were during the day where I could go. And I just got to bug the DJ, and, you know, just got into a lot of trouble because I sat there and tried to mix all my mother's components set. So there was a lot of screaming and yelling at me from her my well, older brother and sister because I'm the youngest of three so it just just it just it just kind of grow grew and grew and grew and I just continued to work at it and you know it was a chance meeting coming out of a night class in college that I ran into a guy who actually was a DJ on WBLS at the time and I was like hey man I'm really a big fan I listen to you on the radio all the time and he was like oh yeah, well, yo here's my card and he asked me to give him a mixtape and Paul I went home and I mixed this tape over and over and over it was just not good enough to me cuz I'm always been my I've always been my own biggest critic and oh, I gave mm-hmm. him the, I gave him the tape and I never heard back from him so I was like oh man my tape must have really sucked So it was funny because then one day he called me out of the blue about a month later and he was like, Hey man, I'm really sorry. I haven't gotten back to you, but you know, I've been traveling and it was so funny because at the time while he was DJing at WBLS, he had, he was an A&R person at a record label. And I was like, "Really?" really? So he was like, yeah. So he came out of the blue one day and he was like, yo, you should come by the station and hang out with us one night. I'm like, okay. So I went by and met them at the radio station. There was another partner of his that they used to be DJ on WBLS. And I just happened to go and hung out with them that night. And I was just totally, totally, just totally inspired by these guys. That they invited yeah. me to come to the station and hang out with them. And I kid you not, Paula, they never invited me to come back to the station again after that because every saturday night i just showed up i just showed up at the station i'd be sitting i'd be sitting i'd just be sitting there waiting in the lobby until they go on and i knew what time they went on and i just showed up every saturday and they were like okay and they kind of took me under their wing and you know anybody that has become a really big dj they know that somebody has to take you under their wing and show you the ropes and just right. you know expose you to what it is to be a dj and i've done it all you know i've sat there and i used to go to the parties with them never got paid i used to carry records i used to sit there and just hang
0: out at the park parties
3: and just watch how they sat there and played music how they put music together yeah. how they sat yeah. there and they read the crowd And, you know, it just kind of, you know, blossomed and kept going. And I, you know, started doing parties myself. Um, Then, you know, they were like, oh, you should start learning how to work, you know, stuff at the radio station. So they started working, showing me how to work the board and stuff like that at the radio station that blossomed into getting a job working at radio and radio. Then it blossomed into one of the guys that I was working One of those guys became a vice president and wow. he was like, yo, you should come and work for me. And that created that right there, started my A&R career. And it's just been, it's been going ever since.
2: <laughs> yeah. You, you've been every, you have done everything, M- music, artists, booking, uh, you, ma- management, like, You've done, and, and then I was looking at some stuff. Sports? Sports even. Oh, my gosh. Like, that is such a, 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 wow, that's so different. Like, that's, you know, when you go, you talk about music and then sports. How did that that happen? Like,
3: you know what it was it's like i said it's really one of the things that i've never done in my career is i've never really burnt any bridges with anybody that i've dealt with now of course Mm -hmm. in the music business paula you know you're gonna come you're gonna come across and you're gonna meet a lot of different people um and at the time when i was doing i was an r person um one of the producers that we had worked with um Called me when I was working. I was I, I was working my very first agent position. I was working for one of the biggest urban agent er, urban agencies in the country. The company was like almost 50 years old, so they had some background. And I was in the end of just learning how to become a talent agent and learning more about the talent management side of the business. You know, I already had the executive and business side and A and R side. kind of down pat. But then, you know, as I left working for record labels, I went into the agent business and I was working for this agency. And one of my friends, and like I said, he was a producer that had worked on some projects for me when I was an A&R person, called me out of the blue and was like, hey, man, um, I really need you to help out a friend of mine. And I'm like, well, what's going on? And the person that he connected me with she was the vice president of entertainment for the, for the Brooklyn Nets who are now, well, they were the New Jersey Nets at the time. They had they hadn't even moved to Brooklyn as of yet. And they had had an artist that they had booked to, do the national anthem and perform at halftime. And the artist pulled out on them at the last minute. And he was like, well, yo, can you help them find somebody? So I was like, it was my idea. I was like, You know, to try and help them save some money and not have to pay a whole bunch of money, you know, booking flights and stuff like that. I said, let me send you a list of names of artists that are based in the New York area. All you have to do is send them a car. And I sent them a list of names. And lo and behold, they over there were like, well, what about Freddie Jackson? I was like, well, let me call and see if he's available, if he's interested. And I confirmed Freddie Jackson to come in and do the national anthem for this game. And, you know, it just, like I said, it, that was actually the first time I had ever booked anybody to do any kind of sports event. And, you know, I over there told them, I was like, look, I'd love to work with you and continue to work with you. And I just built a relationship with the Nets and because, and they would have very first sports team that I ever booked anything for. So I went to them, after the first season and was like, Hey, can I start reaching out to other teams and use y'all as a reference? They were like, by all means, you can use us as a reference. We love working with you. Um, you, do, you do great work and we love the way you do business. And, you know, 15 years later, I'm still doing it. I have booked for almost all of the teams in the NBA. I've booked for teams in the the National Football League. I've done hockey games. I've done WNBA games. I booked the Arena Football Championship in 2018. And I just most recently, a month ago, actually did my very first Major League Baseball game. Ever since I've gotten into the music business, I kind of tried to understand and put myself in the position of being an artist. What a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, uh, being an artist or any kind of performer, you don't have, these people don't get paychecks every week like most people. Now, yes, Mm -hmm. you have some artists out there that do make a very good amount of money performing and they they have made a lot of money in royalties because their record's sold. But if you've been in the music business as long as I have, you've seen the music business change where you've seen that right. a lot of artists that were making and selling records now and not selling records. So now their live performance is a very big part of their income. So, you know, if they're not sitting there performing, then they're not being they're not in a position to sit there and support their families. And I was one right. person that really kind of understood that, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm, I, I would like to really consider myself to be a little bit different than most guys out there that are, that consider themselves talent agents and managers, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they're out there just trying to get their percentage of whatever the artist money they're making. At the end of the day, me being in the position that I am in and owning my own company, if I've had, if I had to take less money in my pocket or take less of a commission in order to make sure that the artist's over there put a little bit extra in their pocket i did that because it's about the relationship and keeping the relationship going as opposed to me just really trying to pad my pockets so it was one of those things i always took into account that you know you have to sit there and put the artist first make sure that you're out there looking at trying to do the best possible deal and making sure that they're comfortable with the money that they're they're winning they're, they're making as well as, you know, especially with the pandemic, with a lot of the performing out performance outlets, it was going to be yeah. hard for them to continue to make the money that they were making. Um, you just Definitely. you had to try and sit there and be creative and try and look at other ways for them to try and bring some kind of income in. So, you know, that's one of the things I tried to do and tried to keep the, I tried to keep in contact with all of the people that I did business with. Um, even if there were situations where, like, I've had people where they wanted artists to do a virtual event or a virtual performance or something like that. So, you know, you have to sit there and definitely try and stay on your P's and Q's when it comes down to the technology side of it because at the end of the day, the world doesn't stop. You know, these people, and I always tell promoters and anybody I deal with in booking artists, you know, every show, every performance that these artists do is a paycheck that helps them pay for their pay their rent, pay their mortgages, pay for their cell phones and ha- and helps them support their children and their families.
2: Well, that that speaks volumes to me because like I said as a single parent, um I stepped away from the business um just to raise my my kids because I just didn't feel at at that time that the both worlds could mix, you know? So of course I chose my kids um and, you know, just to hear you say that is so commendable because so many people, it, it's so much about the dollar for them and not the concern and caring for the artist. And a lot of artists, as you well know, back in the day, hurt from that, you know, um, were taken advantage of and just totally just just abused, you know. Uh, and to hear you say that you put your, your artist's first you you care for the artist means everything because it 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 wasn't out there um it was it was all about what i give me give me give me and and nothing that the artist got you know so i you know again i i just bless god for you just saying that and speaking truth because that's what we had to deal with um but in light of now, you know, a lot of people want to be entrepreneurs. They want to do their own thing. Uh, there's not, of course, you know, there's not a heap of major or mainstream uh, record companies that we remember back in the day around. Um, what kind of advice would you say to the listener who is an entrepreneur and wants to get into this game, uh, be it as a business person, behind the scenes working artist, or an artist, what kind of uh, recommendation would you give them? What, what would you tell a person that is looking for this kind of uh, job or wants to do this kind of work in nowadays?
3: Well, one of the things I always try and tell people is that I think for me, um, I've always been one of those kind of people that I always studied my craft. I didn't go into anything thinking that I knew everything. Um, like when I stepped away from that other agency, I was getting a paycheck. You know, I was getting a paycheck every week. Um, I was getting a paycheck plus I was getting commissions on the shows that I booked. So, you know, I was making decent money for me to step away from that. I had to throw, you know, all caution to the wind and I had to sit there and just, you know, take a leap of faith And God that, it, you know, when I step away from a daily paycheck that every you know, I'm going to go out there and put my best foot forward to try and build a company. And hopefully, you know, I had a son. I had to make sure, you know, I, you know, I told people I tell I, I remember one time I was working at a radio station and they were going to cut my hours. And at the time, you know, I couldn't really afford for them to cut my hours. And I told my boss, I was like, look, man. I said my son eats every day, not every other day. So you're gonna have to cut somebody else's hours. I need, you know, I had a I had a family that I needed to support. So when I took that leap of faith to create and start my own company, you know, which you know I'm very happy to say, like I said, you know, this year marks 15 years in business, you know, and it's just you have to sit there and 100% understand and know what you want to do. But you also have to understand it's just like raising kids. You know, Paula, you've had kids. I have a son. They don't come with a manual. And when you sit there and you go out there and you're going to create a business and start something from scratch, you have to understand that there's going to be trials and tribulations. There's going to be peaks and valleys. That's just what life is, especially just life and just in business itself. There's going to be peaks and valleys. I didn't know that I was going to be able to survive 15 years. And, you know, thrive at what I'm doing. It was just, you know, I sat there and I wanted to know and learn everything I could. So, you know, running a company and when I was, I'm the only person there, you know, I had to be the CEO. I had to be the legal person. I had to be the lawyer. I had to be the chief financial officer. I had to be the marketing person. I, I, you know, because I couldn't expect somebody else to go out there and speak to clients about my business I had to be able to call people and reach out to people and research different situations and go to the, go to these people and speak intelligently about what service I could provide to them same thing with mm. you know I never really thought about being a manager um now did I think I could be a good manager yes I think I could i thought I would be able to grow into becoming a great manager because one thing I think that a lot of artists uh, uh, liked about me is that I was really giving them the 100% truth. I'm not going to sit. I wasn't trying to blow smoke up there behind. I wasn't a yes man. I'm not one of those kind of people. I'm going to give you the truth. And I wasn't sitting there making pipes. I wasn't promising them things that I couldn't deliver it. And I wasn't going to sit there and promise them things that I couldn't deliver or sit there and make promises that I know that I wouldn't be able to keep. I was trying to be 100% authentic with them, 100% honest with them. Um, but I also sat there and in dealing with the artists, I let them know that your opinion matters. You know, what do you think? You know, I'm not here to sit there and just be, Oh, well you do this, you do this, you do this. No, this is a business. It's a partnership. So I come to them and mm-hmm. be like, Hey, this, that, and the other, you know, what do you think? I'm going to keep you abreast of everything, be as transparent as possible in regards to the business aspect of it. Um, and one thing I was, uh, I think that anybody in the, that wants to be in the music, entertainment, any kind of business, you sit there and you pay attention to everything that's going on around you. You try to learn every angle. You want to learn yeah. as much as you possibly can. Yeah. You don't want to sit there and you don't want to sit there and be like, well, I didn't understand this or I didn't know that. You want to be, ask questions. I'm not above thinking that I can't. I know everything. I don't. I try to learn as much as I possibly can, and I try to speak intelligently about what I know. If I don't know it, I don't and think that I'm not going to sit there and take it. Oh, they're going to think I'm stupid or something like that if I don't answer the question. Hey, I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to get the answers because I'm going to ask questions.
2: Wow, I, I'm serious. I that's why I love you, Dado. <laughs> that's why I love you, cause really, cause you you speak the truth, and and it's just the way you handle, uh, your clientele and how you handle yourself first and foremost. You don't find a lot of people that do that, and you you off the back. It was like you know we we partners. You know that that alone is amazing to hear. You know, um, because people really on that rah-rah, it's all about me, 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 I'm a, I'm a, you know, and I, I can't say it enough to hear you speak like that. And um, when I talk to you and just to, you know, just to get that kind of feedback was like, you know, yeah, you, you, the man, you the man, you, you, you definitely is what the doctor ordered. You know, God is truly blessing anyone that go, comes underneath your camp because you know, you, you're just really, you, you, you're amazing, honestly. And I got to say it to you. I've been, I'm that artist that went into the doors. I went into these labels, got doors slammed in my face. You know, I went through that in the, in the very beginning before I had my kids. And, you know, and I'm back, you know, but I needed someone that was going to be strong, a uh, no nonsense, but cares about the client. And it's so. Oftentimes, you don't find that, you know, and I, and I just really, it was an honor for me to bring you on this platform to let the listeners hear what real management or representation of, of, of whoever or whatever you're working, you know, as, as far as um, it, it, you're just raw and real and you're, and you're caring. And uh, humbly, I just thank you just for coming on this platform and giving the listeners all the knowledge of what they need to know and you know just where they need to be and i i really just thank you so so very much um as the listeners know and i was just talking i played i played a little bit of my girl civil you know you know i had to come on and just play some (laughs) civil for the guys because i had my girl you know um on the show and i just thank you for that because you didn't find that robbery for me to be on on her to be on my platform and i just want to thank you so much you guys are such wonderful wonderful people she just gave me this great shout out welcome welcome to the family sis you know so i just you know i'm just thanking you so much publicly for everybody to hear you know just for uh considering me as one of your clients um and working working me as an artist and believing in me um via you know through the age and through the you know all the stuff that you hear you know are you too old to do this you know what you're doing you know um
3: One of the things you need to understand, Paula, is one of the things I think that I've learned in this business, and I've worked for some very, very, you know, very, very prestigious executives in this business. And one of the things I've learned about being around a real music executive is that they cared about the artists that they were working with and don't get me wrong yeah we did have a roster of artists but we still made every artist feel as if they were a priority that's the first thing you have um, to do and you yeah. have to be real about it secondly i think that you know coming and coming full circle you know i've dealt with artists on a lot of different levels you know i've dealt with artists being a dj where they needed me to play their records in the club and in on the radio because, and they wanted to be my friend because of that, because they wanted me to expose their music to people in the clubs mm-hmm. and on the radio and on the airwaves. Um, then, you know, being an A&R person, you know, you get a little bit closer to the artist because now the psychology of it all is y'all have to be on the same page to sit there and create a, a record that everybody is going to like and love and want to go out there and buy so that you become a little bit closer to an artist when you're sitting there and trying to understand creatively what they want to try and put together to put out there that's going to represent them as an artist. And then when you go from that dynamic to the talent agent management side of it, it's mm-hmm. still a part, It's still the psychology part of it where you're now you're trying to help that person who has put a certain package together that they want to bring out there and put to the masses and have these people absorb that stuff so they can have a career. But one of the things I've learned in just in watching and watch over the years is that you got a lot of really incredible, incredible artists, but you also hear the horror stories about the
0: management that they
3: have or the people that they've had around them and how they've Mm -hmm. got money stolen from them, and how their career took a downfall, and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, you know, they're sitting there suing people, and they're this, that, and the other, because, oh, this person stole money from me, I didn't know what was going on, that's why I always approach artists, and I let them know, if somebody approaches me in regards to representation, I'm like, look, I'm transparent, and I want you to understand and know exactly what's happening, and I am want to try and bring you along and be like, look, this is how it goes. This is what's going down financially. This yeah. is how it's going to happen, and this is what's right. going to happen. This is how much money you're getting. This is how much money I'm getting. If I have to take less to put more in your pocket, I'll do that, but I want them to understand the financial part of it. But you also want them to understand. I think that the problem with a lot of artists, especially on the urban side is, you know, when it comes down to black artists is that they don't have people that are seasoned and know how to represent an artist. You know, I can't go into a place representing a Paula Breon or anybody else. And I'm being nasty to somebody because repeat. Bookings is a big part of an artist's income. So now, if nobody wants to deal with me because they don't like me, that means they don't want to book Paula Brian anymore. Because if they know they have to deal with me, they're not going to want to book you. But now, if they right. over there have a situation where they be like, "Look, we like dealing with your representative. He's fair, this, that, and other." Because I've seen—don't get me wrong—I've seen the really nasty side of certain managers they're cursing mm-hmm. people out and this, that and the mm-hmm. other and you know they're over there feeling as if they should be treated like the artist when you're not the artist you're the you're the manager but you know they want to be treated like the artist so they want everything you know first class for themselves oh i need to have a suite what? i need to have a first class flight. i need to have what? this i need to have this but you're not but you're not on stage performing So I've I've seen the underbelly of really bad representation. I mean, Paula, there's been times where I've had major, you know, big corporations come to me and be like, oh, well, we want to book somebody to do an event for us, charity events or whatever. I remember one time about a year and a half, two years ago, I had a major corporation come to me and they wanted to book this rap artist. And don't get me wrong. The rap artist was at the time he was very hot, very hot, very much in demand. Big record. Everybody wanted him.
4: And Mm -hmm. they offered
3: this guy. They wanted to book him. I reached out to management, called them, emailed them. And at the time, they were on tour. But the day that they wanted him to do the event, he was available. The the people even said, Paula, they said, we'll send our private jet to pick him up, bring him to do the event, and take him back to wherever he wanted to go. Those people said, nah, we're we're not interested and then when we tried to re-speak with them, they weren't. They they wouldn't even. They wouldn't even consider taking the phone call. And they were getting offered a lot of money. Now you know somebody's really got to want you and want you want to see you. Yes, more. Right. They, they're, they're sitting there going to send their private jet to pick you up. What? And they said we'll. It'll, it can take them back. It can take you wherever they want. And that person would not, now a year and a half later, you sit there and mention that artist's name. They'd be like, who's that? Because this is the way his people around, the people around him, you know, was portraying him. Because you got to remember, I am, I'm, I'm just a manager or an agent, but at the end of the day, I'm the face of the artist until the artist That's gets right. there. So if I'm sitting there being nasty and ugly to people, they're going to sit there and feel that it's representative of the person that I'm representing, which is not true. But you get that a lot. And you, so right. there's a lot of bad representation out there for artists. And it's really bad for them because repeat bookings is a big part of their income.
2: Yes, yes, it is. And and you're right. I'm, I'm telling you, I've seen it. I've been through it. I've, you know, woo, got a T-shirt. I'm telling you, they're, they're, I'm telling you, I've been there, done that. And a lot of the reason why I kind of stepped back and, and chose, you know, let me do what I have to do for my children. But, you know, again, coming back into the game, I just felt led that it has to be right. Uh, the person has to first and foremost be about God's business, which I know you're a man of God, um, hands down. It, it just has to fit. It has to fit. No longer do I have the time to deal with nonsense and, and figuring, oh, I've got like, you know, 10 years, you know, that I, I can just waste time. It, it, this is not the time. This is not the season. And, you know, that's honestly, that's that's what it, where it's at right now. Um, and that's the reason why I, I choose you, Dino. <laughs> and I just well, want everybody well, like, to know. Oh, this,
3: this is a business. This is a business of relationships. Um, that's it. But it is also this is also a business of faith as well. So, you know, yeah. if people can't have faith that I'm out there representing them in the best possible light, then, you know, why even bother to deal with me? You know, but it's it's, it's one of those situations where, like I said, especially for black artists, uh, artists of color, that's always been the problem where it's like, you know, y'all, people, they're talented and they have all the talent in the world. It's not really the artists, but it's the people around them that have brought their careers to a screeching halt. So, you know, it's always one of those situations where you want to sit there and have somebody representing you. And especially if you can't be there you want somebody that's going to sit there and be able to portray you in the best possible way and it's really yeah, it's sure. really scary to see how many artists that and I know some I know some really really major artists that are really big right now but they're, they're it's just the people they have representing them you call to sit there and find out about possibly booking them for or something like that they don't return phone calls they won't return you know they don't return emails and at the end of the day you know every, like i said life is about peaks and valleys you're not going to be on top of the charts all the time so you know if somebody sits there and comes to you and wants to book you right now and you're like now nah, you blow them off when you're not hot and when you don't have that hit record and you're out there Actively looking for work, they're gonna be like, "Now, nah, why would I want to book you? When I tried to book you, you you blew, you blew me off like I was, you know, nobody. People don't forget when they get treated badly.
2: They that's do. Right. They
3: do remember. They do remember when people treated them that's right.
2: right. That's right. You're absolutely right. And that and that's why I say it's it's really important, um, listeners. You, you're listening to this 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 man speaking truth facts. You know, it's it's really about getting with the right people and making sure that, you know, that teamwork becomes dream work. And it's, it's really, really, that that's so incredibly important, Um, you know, for an artist for, for there to be a, 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 a relationship where it's caring. And there, you know, yes, it's business. We, we know it's business, but again, you want to know that the person really is representing you, Uh, at at the best that they can do and and I mean that I I thank you so much for coming on this platform and speaking truth um, to to the listeners and I know that they are blessed listen I I definitely need you to give your information so that these wonderful listeners can reach out to you when they they want somebody to represent them the right way (laughs) so Dino please give them all your information so they can reach out to you my love.
3: Well, like I said, you know, Paula, I really, really want to, appre- I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to speak to your listeners um, and just, you know, basically give them some background on myself and what I do and, you know, what my philosophy is about, you know, artist representation and things of that nature. I really appreciate it. You know, these are for a lot of these forums are not open to um, guys like me because at the end of the day, like I said, you know, the you know, some of these guys are just, they're just in it to make a dollar, you know, it's more to me um, Mm -hmm. than just making a dollar, you know, at the end of the day, when you, if you read some of these books about how people like Aretha Franklin and James Brown and, you know, the stylistics and some of these bands from back then, how they got treated and what they had to endure in order for artists to get to the point right now where, you know, they're getting Mm. flown around in private planes and You know they're getting you know million three and four hundred thousand dollar videos and things of that nature. They had to deal with they had to deal with some really crazy stuff. So representation is very 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 important, especially you got especially the right representation. And I'm not saying that I'm the right representation for everybody. I might not be, Um, but I know what I bring to the table. Um, So as I was telling you, you know, like I said, you know. I'm very happy, and I feel very blessed, you know, to make it this year. Like I said, October will make my company. My company will be turning 15 years old. Um, luckily, you know, it's I've always done well, and I never ever had to look over my shoulders saying, oh my god, I'm gonna be out of business tomorrow. So I'm very very happy and blessed about that. Um, my company is called. Some people say Dino Co. Um, I call it Dynaco, which whatever makes you happy. Dynaco Entertainment. My website is dynacoentertainment.com. That's D-I-N-O-C-O entertainment.com. And um, I'm on all social media platforms: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And that's Dynaco E N T. Um, and like I said, I'm not one of those people. I'm one of the things. The other things, Paula, is that and you know how I am, I I respond to everybody. It doesn't make a difference who, how big you are, how small you are, or if you're a new up and coming artist, you know, it, information yes. is something that I think a lot of people are afraid to sit there and give out. But at the end of the day, if it's gonna help somebody move their situation forward, information is free. You can go out there and it, it, information is free. It's readily available. I don't have a problem answering mm-hmm. questions. Um, if they have questions for me, please feel free to email me. Um, my email address is listed on all my social media, um, uh, platforms and everything. So, you know, I'm open to the conversation and it is what it is. I can't sit here and, you know, I can't wave a magic wand and create work for people, but I'm not above answering questions either.
2: Well, I speak on that all the time on this show. You have to be reachable. You have to be reachable, um, and and you know you can't be reachable if you're nasty. <laughs> that it don't work, you know. So again, you know, I just want the listeners again to feel, uh, uh you know, comfortable enough. Just, just just know that you what you're hearing on today, you're gonna get when you reach out to this wonderful man. And honestly, you know, as an artist, I'm blessed to know you. I'm I'm even more blessed that we will have the opportunity to work together um long time coming i just thank you so much for you know again finding it not robbery to be on my platform a lot of people look at it as oh you know it's just a little platform but you know what god is big always and anything we do for him and only the things we do for him will last so i just thank you so much for coming on um i thank you for allowing Sybil to be on my (laughs) on my show as well um and just know that you know um I so appreciate you. Um keep doing what you do. I'm watching you. You, you know, you're just doing wonderful work and we've got so much more to, to, to go and do uh together. So I'm just blessed to let everybody know. This is my manager, y'all. <laughs> I'm crazy like that. You know, I'ma call it what it is. You know, um I claim it and he claims it and we we're gonna do this together. And I just thank you. Um, listeners, uh just again reach out to this man. You want some real, real authentic business, this is the man... Um, please reach out to him he's giving you all his information I just again want to shout out my man in the background doing his thing Jerry Royce uh, Positive Power 21 family just for having me come on every Tuesday and and I bless God for you thank you for believing in my in the vision that God has given me um, and again you know just thank you just for being all that you've been to me uh, throughout these this time that we've spent together uh, and I just want to you know I I always, with my show, we always end in prayer. We begin in prayer and we end in prayer. I just want to ask you, Dina, would you find it a problem to pray us out on today?
3: Not at all. I just want to say thank you to you and your your man behind the scenes. I know what being behind the scenes is all about, Jerry. So, you know, thank you very much. (laughs) Oh,
1: the guy the guy behind the scenes
3: the the network guy is sometimes even more important than the people on the air because if you don't have you don't have them you don't have a show thank you very much i I
1: appreciate
3: you to your thank you to your listeners for having me and just you know allowing me to you know speak to them thank you so much
2: thank you So yes, we're gonna go into prayer by my man Dino. He's gonna give us a prayer. And then we the next voice that you will hear, we're gonna bring my my girl Sybil back on, just so we can end the show with Silver.
3: Let us bow our heads, dear Heavenly Father. We would like to praise and thank you for our life. We would like to thank you mm-hmm. for everything that we give. we like to thank you for the air we breathe for the people that have come into our lives for the people that we have lost first and foremost you are the one you are the only amen
2: amen 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 Amen. thank you so much dino for just being a part of this wonderful interview and and just not again being here means the world to me um and the listeners have truly just been blessed and again, listeners, you know we're here every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please come on back next Tuesday. Bigger and better always, 2021, going into 22 with bigger things. So I look forward to seeing you next Tuesday. God bless you again. Thank you so much. Love you.
4: Five, four,
3: and here we go.
1: The testimony, the testimony with Paula Bryan, yeah, yeah, the diva for Christ, yeah. Oh, why don't you, why don't you tune in every Tuesday at nine Eastern Standard Time? You are listening to the testimony with host. And in case you don't know what that stands for, it's the divinely inspired vessel appointed and anointed for a time such as this. Hey, every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, you don't want to miss on speaker.